What up, Nuggets Nation? Recording on Sunday, January 24th, uh, the morning after the Nuggets' huge two-overtime victory over the Phoenix Suns. In today's pod, we get into the good vibes, the winning streak, MPJ's return. Uh, I talk about Monte Morris, the way my nephew talks about his dad, um, just gushing for like five minutes at one point. Uh, Yeah, just a pretty fun pod with Nate. Uh, Hope you are having a great day. And uh, we got four games in seven days coming up this week. So looking forward to uh, some more basketball. Hope you enjoy this one. What's good, bro? Hey, bro. What's going on? Just trying to uh, catch up from the lack of sleep, watching all this overtime basketball super late at night. Yeah, East Coast um, is not ideal for you being a Nuggets <laughs> fan, huh? No, I thank God that game started at 9 last night and not 10, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, crazy. Who, you know who I am uh, less tired than? Uh, Jamal Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal fucking Murray, yeah. I'm definitely less tired than him and Nicole Jokic, I can tell you that much. Yeah, let's get right into it. So the Nuggets have won three games in a row, um, currently at nine and seven and sitting in uh, fifth place in the Western Conference. So kind of uh, a quick turnaround. I mean, we did this pod less than a week ago and um, we were a little bit down. We had just lost a, a tough one. And then, you know, we both had kind of predicted that we were going to win these next three. And although they weren't easy by any means, uh, you know, the guys pulled it out. Yeah, I I think that if, if I'm remembering correctly, you were a lot more uh, positive about them winning the next three. And I was just like, you know, more concerned with with the way things have been going with not winning games that were winnable towards the end. And then also kind of being um, skeptical about how Michael Porter Jr. kind of fits back into the lineup after being literally out for like a month. Um, But man, everything has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they, you know, it's not like the nuggets are playing great, but it's just these grind out games that I know that they're capable of that are so huge, you know, for uh, seeding purposes in the West, you know, it's these games that you have to win. I, I mean, they very easily could have lost both of these last two games against the Suns. Um, but, you know, some things fell our way um, and we pulled them Finally. both out and yeah. And, you know, although we aren't playing great, it's it's always a sign of a good team to win these close games and then, you know, you hope that they find their stride um, later on in the season and then come playoff time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just, a, it, just exhausting the last two games, like the ups and downs and, you know, definitely feeling like that, that first one on Friday was lost you know, a couple of times that we kept doing just enough to get back into it. Um, and then you kind of thought after after squeaking that one out that last night on Saturday, that was going to be, you know, a little easier. They're not playing Booker. Um, 
that was not the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Nuggets once again kind of had to dig themselves out of a little bit of a hole. I think – I don't know if we got down by as much as double digits, but it was – you know, I know it was floating it was around. Eight. Yeah, eight or nine. Um, but, yeah, I guess the big story of the weekend was Michael Porter Jr.'s return. What What were your thoughts on how he played and kind of how he fit back in with this rotation? Um, well, I think Friday, I didn't really have a lot of expectations and he, I believe he didn't even share the court with Jokic, uh, for like one second of his, um, of his time. So hard to really judge on that first one. Uh, I expected kind of more of the same last night, but whoo, did he prove us wrong? Um, I, I, I mean, I still think it's going to take forever for, for two guys as talented as uh, Jokic and Murray um, to like add in a third super talented guy, like, like Michael Porter, especially that Porter doesn't necessarily play like kind of seamlessly with them. Like, you know, when, when Kevin Durant went to golden state, it was really natural for him to like play basketball and to pass and to, you know, to use the talent of his teammates to get more open shots. But Michael Porter's never had this experience before. Um, and so when he when he can come into a game off the bench and be as good on the boards as he was, I thought his defense was not that poor. Um, and he really just contributed in a lot of, like, positive ways. He made some tough shots. He didn't seem to force too much, which was good. I I was really, really impressed with him last night. I mean, shooting over 50% from the field and shooting three for four from three. Uh, I mean, after being gone for 10 games, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was in the, a similar boat as you. Like Friday, I didn't have many expectations, you know, being out that long – the NBA is a tough league. Like it's going to take a little bit to get back. And uh, same as you, I was super impressed with this play last night. Just like he gets his hands on things, um, whether, you know, it's, it's rebounding defensive deflections, his size, like you can really tell. Um, and something that I was critical of Malone on was the closing lineups over the past month. And that we just seemed to kind of play small ball um, and then last night I was glad to see Mike was in the closing group, um, you know, with three other guards, he was kind of that four man, but it did make a difference. Like he was grabbing boards, getting deflections, uh, tipping rebounds and things like that, you know, it, they were, they were critical. And I, I don't blame Malone for not closing with him Friday night, um, but I think it almost cost us because we did give up like two critical offensive boards in the last two minutes again. Um, but luckily they were able to pull it out anyway. But yeah, like you said, he uh, he does hit some tough shots and he gets his shot off so easily, just, you know, rises over the defender, even when they're playing straight up. Um I would just like to see – he's such a good shooter. I would just like to see the Nuggets, you know, run some plays to get him open um, so he doesn't always have to hit those tough shots. 
I think for him to be able to get those open shots on plays, he's going to have to know and run the plays first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and move a little bit. He kind of <laughs> he he kind of just has the tendency to stand in the wing and just put like either like his uh his outside arm at like pointing like hey give me the ball like i'm just gonna pull this um but hey it works sometimes he's just he's super talented if uh if you or i had that close of a spot to watching nicole Jokic orchestrate an offense we might be prone to just stand and watch too uh, <laughs> but i Very think what true. you said uh kind of leads us to like our next point um or one of the things I want to like kind of push back on it is you're saying you know Michael Porter should be closing games well I'm gonna say I know one person that also should be closing games and you're not going to take him out for Michael Porter and that's Monte Morris who has just had an unbelievable week um I think far and away the Nuggets second best player all season like and it's not really that close um Though, you know, Maul's last couple of games, he's starting to kind of get there. You can still see he's banged up, um, but, you know, he never stops trying. But Monte, just tough finish after tough finish. Really solid on the defensive end, even though he's small. Um, you know, he he's keeping his guys in front of him more than Jamal is, more than Will is, more than Mike is. Um Man, I'm just super impressed with Monte this season. Literally every facet of his game has stepped up. And he only had two months off. Yeah, in some, like, weird way, (laughs) I don't know how I justify this, but he's almost like the MVP of the team, even though Jokic is the MVP of the league. (laughs) I I don't know how that works out, but it just does. Um, He... So the last few games, he he's just seemed to come in like our starters haven't played great at times and he'll come in with the second unit down like seven, eight, nine points and he'll get a few baskets and start creating for other people. And then you see like our bench unit go on this run and the math works out. He's actually a team high plus 109 on the season. Um, I think Jokic is around like plus 89. So, you know as far as like plus minus goes, you know, when he's on the court um, right now, you know, the stats are saying that he is, you know, making a huge difference when he's out there. Um, One question I want to pose to you. So he's averaging right around 12 points a game. Um, He's like top five in assist to turnover ratio is 6.3. Can a guy like that be a candidate for most improved player? in the league that's tough because i think if you asked front office people they'd probably push for mpj this season um but yeah i mean i don't see why not i he's just like the assisted turnover thing the the tough baskets he's making the making everyone else better I, i mean he is yeah he's just awesome yeah, it is weird. Like, I think going into the season, um, the Nuggets had two of the top three players as far as odds were concerned for uh, for most improved player with Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. You know, everyone thought that they would both make a huge jump. And, you know, that's very possible. But, um, you know, I think people are going to start putting Monte right in that mix if he's playing like this. 
Yeah, I think he could be looking at a six-man-of-the-year sort of situation if the Nuggets record justifies that. Um, I mean, you know, he's playing – I think he was second or third in minutes last night, um, and that's pretty much consistent the last, like, couple of weeks. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, he he is – his name's out there he's one of the more likable people, like somehow like every NBA player, like follows him on Instagram and like, you know, his birthday is like the stories are huge. Like everyone wishes him a happy birthday. Like he's just, I don't know. He's kind of just like the best nugget to be honest. Um, And yeah, I I mean, I sound dumb talking about him because like, I sound like I'm talking about a crush. I'm just like, yeah, he's, he's so good. Like, I just love him. He's awesome. I'm like not even saying anything like that specific. It's just like, yes, I have a crush on Monte Morris because his, his hoops are off the charts right now. Um, I mean, he's tight. You can just say that. Like, yeah. Monte is yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for trying to make me sound cooler <laughs> um so i guess yeah going back to kind of how you um segue this i i mean i think monte is going to be closing games for this team i don't see him starting at all which is fine like he doesn't need to be a starter but you know right now i think how the nuggets closed out the closing lineup last night is i think how most they'll close most games, which is Jamal, Monte, Gary, um, Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic. Uh, We may see Jamichael Green in there in the mix a little bit. Um, Paul Millsap, maybe he'll get to close a game. He's yet to this whole season. Um, PJ Dozier, you know, he might be mixed in there for defensive purposes, but. Bad close last night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he even came in for Monte for defense Mm -hmm. uh, and then got the foul and gave up the three. Um, I I like the way that Malone kind of just like plays whoever's hot. And that includes Will um, and everything. I, uh, I think that's, I think that's good. I um, don't remember where I was going with the S. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. Um, it's just like you can even tell like like the possessions where Monte is off the floor. Like if he gets taken off on defense and we get a, a, def- a defensive rebound and come back down like or that break when when he has to come out because he just played like 12 straight minutes with the subs. And then like as the starters come back in, like when when they come back in and he comes out for a couple of minutes, like around the six minute mark, like there's always a lull like he makes that offense tick no matter whether it's like the starters or the reserves. He He's just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And, you know, this can kind of segue us to our next talking point here. Um, you mentioned, you know, Jamal being tired, Jokic being tired. Do you think – a, do you think the Nuggets should be resting players? B, do you think the Nuggets will rest players? I I think that, and I kind of will agree with Malone on this, I think the Nuggets needed to win the last two games. Um, yeah. 
I I think that like getting a, a little bit of a cushion above 500 in the West is going to be really important going forward. Um, the games don't get any easier going forward. I think they're like the, out of our next four, the easiest game is against the Spurs uh, and they're playing really good basketball right now. Um, so, I mean, honestly, if like Jokic wants to go to Serbia for three weeks or something and like they can figure that out with like COVID protocols in like February or March, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't think that they're going to arrest people um, as much as like other teams. It's one of the beauties of having like talented young players. Um, But at the same time, like I would love to see like around the all-star break, Jamal get a couple of games before and after, or if he makes the all-star break, like maybe sitting for a week afterwards or something like, I do think that some of our guys are going to need a break, but for the most part, we've got like a really young team and, you know, MPJ didn't play basketball. He took those two years off uh, being, you know, having his injured back. Like there's a lot of guys that could use mileage. Um, and then we've got like our, our second young core that are all really hungry and I kind of want to watch them play. So, you know, it, I think Malone can go either way, but I think right now it's just putting wins in the win column and kind of like getting the vibes back you know, in the team. I think that's more important than rest. Um, that said, it's not super fun to watch like like that, like fourth quarter in the overtimes. Like when Jokic looks tired, uh, it's not nearly as fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Malone will rest anybody. Mainly, like you mentioned, we have a young team, but also because he's never really rested anyone. I think you know, in all the years that we've watched um, pretty much every game, I remember Millsap resting a couple times on a back-to-back. But other than that, like this Nuggets team tends to not rest anyone unless they have an injury. But I agree. I think Jamal, you know, when you have a backup like Monte and then you also have two other guys who play point guard that have been getting, you know, decent minutes, I don't see why Jamal can't, sit out a game here and there just to, you know, fully heal himself up. Um, But yeah, like you said, I don't think that'll happen anytime soon unless these nagging injuries uh, become, you know, more serious. But yeah, I I don't see Jokic getting any rest. I don't, you know, Jokic is, is a weird one because he's not, you know, although he's playing a lot of minutes, he's not flying around, jumping around, like, he sent he he tends to well it, it seems like he's he's always playing at like the same pace whether he is tired or not um but yeah when he does get tired you can see kind of his body language deteriorate a little bit mm-hmm. um all right so the the final thing i wanted to talk about what do you have like one or two things that you think the Nuggets really need to improve on that you've kind of seen over the last couple of weeks? Hmm. I stand out. It's just a matter of getting the guys acclimated to each other, Um, you know, and just like getting them the confidence. I, I'm curious what they're going to do with Faku. 
because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a weird piece of the rotation right now. Like him specifically feels weird. Um, especially when they, they like put him in the corner. Like if he's playing at the same time as Jamal and even sometimes when Monte's running the point. Um, so just, just definitely getting that rotation down, making everything kind of feel a little bit more fluid. Um, and then eventually they're going to have to figure out who is going to be their stopper in terms of like wing defense, like, you know, but for the time being, I, I think it's just like more, more reps, more minutes with each other and, and getting more comfortable. That, that would be my number one takeaway from, from like the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's interesting with Faku. Sometimes they kind of put him in the corner and then at times like last night, even though he was on the court with Monte, he was kind of that like primary playmaker. Um, and then Monte was the one that was kind of off the ball. So it will be interesting to see how, um, how the nuggets go, you know, rotationally the next, um, the next few weeks and then going into the latter part of the season. Uh, my biggest thing I think is just like the three point shot on both sides of the ball. Like it seems like the nuggets give up a lot of open threes, but we're having trouble like creating a lot of open threes for ourselves. Um, teams are shooting it pretty well against us. I think we're like taught we're like in the lower, um, the last like 10 teams in the league, as far as opponent three point percentage, which isn't great. Um, Gary's been getting some open threes and I think that was, you know, kind of on purpose because he hasn't been shooting it well. Although over the last two weeks, he's greatly improved his three point shot. He's up to over 30%. He made some outside, outside of the corner too. Like he made some above the break. Like he hadn't done that all season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He started like three of 25. So the fact that he's at above 30% now is just shows that he's really shooting it well um so i think that's why he's been getting open looks but aside from that like we you know Jokic will get a couple looks um and and it's weird because we have a guy like Jokic who he's definitely definitely gonna find the open man i think it's some of it is like play calling um some of it is personnel not creating for other people so yeah, I would just say the three-point shot in general, I want to see us uh, getting some more open looks. Yeah. Yeah, I think that also, like, Phoenix is really good at defending the wings, um, and they did a really good job of, like, switching on screens and moving and helping. Um, and if you go back to the the Thunder game, I think we got a lot of open looks. I think that, um, that Phoenix is just a really good defensive team, and, and you'll see a lot more. Um, especially, you know, if, if Michael Porter continues to play well, he's going to take up a lot more space. Like there are going to be plenty of open shots, even for Jamal, you know, even for Nicola, like, like we have enough weapons that people are going to start, they, they have to leave people open. So yeah, they'll, they'll find that groove as they keep playing with each other, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, so I think that'll do it for a pod. Um, we play, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, um, but we play it, pretty much every other night. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Okay. Um, 
Do you know those opponents? I know we have a little bit of a tough schedule coming up. Yeah, I'll give it to you. We've got the Mavs on Monday, the Heat on Wednesday. That is a 7.30 game my time. Very excited to sleep. Uh, we got the Spurs <laughs> on Friday, and then the Jazz in an afternoon game on Sunday. Um, and that one will be back home. So, yeah, it's uh, – it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough week. You want to give a prediction for the record? Oh man! Let's uh, say you can't say two and two. <laughs> I was probably gonna say two and two. I think I'm gonna go three and one. Um, I think we beat the Mavs. You know what? I'm gonna say four and zero. Oh. I'm gonna go bold <laughs> here. <laughs> I think we're going to have a seven-game win streak. Yeah, I think so. Sick. We might as well. Like, why would we not? True. True. Well, <laughs> wait, wait. well, this has been... What are your thoughts? This has been the most Homer podcast of all time. I don't think we <laughs> one negative word about the team at all. Uh, we're, we're back to being high on the Nugs again. Uh, I'm going to... I'll go three and one. Uh, I, I won't really be surprised with anything like... You know, we were looking at scores right before this and the, you know, the the Raptors who are terrible are beating, you know, the Pacers who are great at halftime. And it's just like, it's a weird season and teams, you know, teams are winning like that you shouldn't think would win or teams are losing. I, I just think there's so much basketball right now. Four games in seven days is a ton. Um, so, you know, anything can happen. But yeah, let's let's go three and one. Why not? I do. I do think we're going to beat the Jazz, though. I, I, I just, I'm excited to see, to see us kind of like make a statement in that game. Um, take care of the Spurs like we should. That's two wins right there. Then you just got to split between, you know, Miami and Dallas. Um, and Dallas isn't playing that great as it is. Um, but you know, will we make all of their shooters look like, you know, Steph Curry? Probably. So. Yeah, with uh, with Chris Stapps back, that. That'll be a really good game. I'm I'm definitely excited for that one. Yep. All right, bro. That'll do it for a pod. Um, thanks everyone for listening and uh go nugs. Go nugs. See you.